On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutwiler. I'm talking today with singer-songwriter Johnny Williams. Johnny's been a busy guy. He currently sings and plays guitar with Johnny Williams and Friends, the Jeanette Williams Band, Freeman and Williams Trio, and Selected Dates with Louisa Branscombe, and Selected Dates with Adam Peak and Mountain Thunder. Johnny's new solo project, Going My Way, has just been released on Mountain Roads Recordings. Welcome, Johnny. Hello, how are you doing today? Thank you, I'm Johnny. Doing really good. Um, you've been a busy guy, man. What do you have? When do you find time for anything else? Oh, uh, well, it sounds like I'm busy, but really, it just keeps me keeps me going. I'm not not too busy, but it's, uh, I've been fortunate to uh, some of the weekends that we didn't have some dates booked that some other folks did, and they invited me to come in and play. So, you know, in the music business, if you're set to do, you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about Johnny Williams, the musician. Uh, your your background, how you got started. What uh, you know, what brought you to where you are today? Well, as far as look at when I when I was eighteen, I was a lead singer in a soul band, and uh, you know doing the James Brown, Otis Red, and that type of stuff. Okay. Fifteen people band for a while, and uh, uh, I didn't have enough sense then to, to get into bluegrass. <laughs> but uh, then I was. Uh, uh, my early lessons was Hank Williams, and, uh, and I had one uh, album, The Flat and Spirit, so I knew, I knew what bluegrass was, but where I was located at, we, I was born and raised in Freeze, Virginia, which around Galax, which there's a lot of music there, but I moved to Danville, sure. Virginia, and there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, bluegrass that I knew of, and I was into sports real big, and so I didn't have time for music, and uh, so I then I actually stopped playing bluegrass till I was 39, so I'm a, a late bluegrass. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I had a next door neighbor that knew some Johnny Cash songs on the guitar, so he taught me some chords. And I'm basically just a rhythm guitar player. I don't do very little lead guitar playing. Uh, uh, the bands that I started out in, they all all the musicians were really really good on their instruments, so we didn't really need any guitar playing, and I was the one that that did most of the singing, so I just concentrated on playing rhythm. Okay. And I kind of just stuck with it. I played mallon a little bit. I played mallon in a band for a year at one stretch, but uh, uh, that's probably the best thing that I switched back to rhythm guitar. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm not a great instrumentalist, but uh, I really enjoy singing and arranging and producing and uh, those, that aspect of the music. And I love, I love uh, being on stage. Uh, I'm not the... Uh, 
not as good as MC and as I probably should be after all these years, but I, I enjoy putting the projects together. That, that's why I, I get my fulfillment if I can put a show together and then go out and play it and it comes out pretty good, then I'm happy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Now, I, I saw in the, the notes that you uh, were with the Big Country Bluegrass for a while. Is that right? Yeah. <clears throat> Jeanette and I had had a band. Well, she actually joined my band in 
stole by a little bit and Bella Lawson has done some and Special Consensus and uh, Mark Newton and uh, several several big name acts. I was lucky enough and fortunate that they uh, were listening to my songs and they chose someone to do it. I, I was really proud of that fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now, are are you when you write? Are you writing and and pitching them to those folks, or are they coming to you looking to to look through your catalog? Well, it's funny for, for a long time. Uh, like I say, I started back in the first was in '91, and some of those songs I've been pitching in the band for for years. And then the uh, 1998 and 1999, I I won the Chris Austin songwriting contest at Mill Fest. Uh, okay. And uh, then Jeanette uh, had two of my songs on her Dubuche project, and Dan Tominski was the producer of that mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. And it just it seemed like when everybody else seen that maybe he thought they were good enough to use, and everybody started calling. <laughs> 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 for the same songs I've been singing for 10 years, nobody wanted to hear them, but after that, then everybody wanted to record some of them. Wow. So it's funny <laughs> how that works, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I know how it is, you know, because Jeanette sometimes should get. 10 CDs a week from songwriters, you know, and this, you know, it's a whole lot of songwriters out there these days, and, uh, yeah. but I was just, <clears throat> once it got started, it, it worked out good, and then I was real fortunate to be able to co-write with Tom T. and Dixie Hall. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. On several songs, and that, that didn't hurt me now, when, when some couple of those songs got out, too. Yeah. Uh, but, that, I guess that made people think maybe I was... I wasn't a professional songwriter, but I was a serious songwriter. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. They started, they started pressing some of my songs. Now, so now I've kind of got, I've kind of got a, I guess sort of an audience for it. When I do pick me up a new, a new uh, demo, I just automatically send it to them. Or they'll call me sometimes, say I I need a particular type saying, "Oh, we need a fast song, or we need a slow ballad." You know, send me sending. 10 or 12 songs, I'll just try to pick out and match the song to the artist that I think would you know, mm-hmm. be able to do it, be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes okay. you get fooled, I guess. Sometimes people will record once and never thought they would. Mm-hmm. Others that you're sure they would, they don't have any interest in it. So, mm-hmm. And I know how that is because I'm a performer too. Because people sure. bring me songs. And they say, Boy, I know this is a great song for you. And I hear it. I'm like, well, I don't hear me singing that at all. But, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know how that works. <laughs> now, when you when you decide you want to write new songs, is there is there a particular process that that you go through? I know every songwriter kind of has their own their own way of of crafting a song. What is it for you that gets you in that place or inspires you, or do you do you have a a, a place, a mindset, or a location that you need to be in? Tell me a little bit about that process. Well, I've always said I'm kind of, I'm probably disciplined. The people that I call the serious songwriters, I mean, that's that's on their mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care what they're doing. If something hits them, they stop and they go work on that song. And, that, and that's probably the way you should be. You know, <laughs> if you're going to be a devoted songwriter, and, and you can tell by the success they've made that that works for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I've always been kind of the one that most times, most of, I'd say, 90% of the songs I've written, uh, within 30 minutes, I've finished the song. Uh, wow. I don't, it just hit me. Uh, most of them have been written while I'm driving. I drive a lot with my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them have been written while I'm on the road traveling uh, by myself, you know, just riding down the road and cut the radio off and, and write a song. <laughs> uh, 
there's a few times that I take a, you know, a certain circumstance or something that's happened or something I know is going to happen, and I'll sit down and try to create a song about that particular item. But uh, not as much as most people. Uh, you know, most people get a lot. Sometimes I'll come up with a hoop line out of nowhere, and then I'll build a song around that. And mm-hmm. most time I do the I do the words before I do the music. Okay. I use a, a like say I'm driving. I just have a little recorder that I'll sing in, and then save it all. And whenever I get to where I can, I'll try to put it together and see if it's worth making a verse or a chorus, and then okay. go from there. So. Okay. So you're actually okay. So you answered one of my questions. You're you're. You you get the words and the melody in your head, and then you you uh, sing into the re- into the tape recorder so that you can capture the melody at the same time that you're you're being inspired for the words. Yeah, I, I try to do that because I lost some some good songs by the end of the day. You know, I mm. worked all day and drove three hundred miles. When I get home, I, I couldn't remember the melody at all. Yeah, wow. it just didn't didn't fit. And sometimes when I'm you know in my mind, you know, I, I can tell what what chords I'm singing that I'm changing to. Mm-hmm. So if I can get that recorded, that, that just gives me a big jump on when I want to do get with a guitar and I can sit down and you know, structure the song out like hmm. what I think it should be. And sometimes you have to make make adjustments. Uh, yeah. I think I could probably be uh, a better songwriter if I, if I knew more guitar chords. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, but it's easy to get in. I used to say it for a long time. If I had 30 songs, I had two songs. I had 15 of them that were just this way and 15 that were just like <laughs> the other way. But uh, if I've learned a few extra chords, uh, and I had some folks show me some different passing chords, and it's changed things. Mm-hmm. So I can change my melodies around where they all melt down. It's easy to get caught in that rut, you know, you know, the DCD or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Always, you always fall into that because it's comfortable, please. But I've always got to get outside that if I can. And I'm getting a little better at it. But I don't have as much time to write anymore. I don't take as much time to put that way. Okay. If I could put that TV remote down sometime and get a guitar, I'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> Football season is hard on me sometimes. We probably could all say that about things around home. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you find that um, when, when you feel like you've completed a song and and a, a you know a particular artist decides to use it do they keep it pretty much the way you envisioned it or do you do you get folks that are maybe changing the chords a little bit or changing the arrangement well I, to me uh, you know, some of the songwriters are pretty adamant about you don't change a word you don't change a chord to me if it's my song and they're they're honoring me enough to do it I let them change any way they do to fit them. Okay. Sometimes two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. And, and I have seen, I have seen some instances not with my songs, but other songs that some really great artists were going to cut some songs, but they wanted to make a little change, and, and the songwriters just flat refused, and so it knocked them out of recording songs. And I, I just don't see that benefiting me in any way. And, it, and the, most of the ones that made changes on my songs, it, to me, it helped them. You know. Right. Got a second opinion, and it's because if I sing the song one way and you sing it one way, it's probably not going to be the same. Right. You have to change something around to make it fit the artist. So yeah. that's the way I go. That's the way I look at it. Mm, okay. Um, now you and I have worked together a little bit with uh, the Blue Ridge uh, Acoustic Uprising
um, you created or co-created that organization not too long ago. Yeah, Paul Cooler and Tim White and I kind of co-founded that. It's, uh, we did it to uh, try to showcase the uh, Blue Ridge music of southwest Virginia. Okay. And the surrounding area, maybe a 150-mile radius, uh, both old-time and bluegrass and also Americana and some gospel now. So we, mm-hmm. we tried to do that to help some folks that were really talented but hadn't made it to the national scene. Mm-hmm. So to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this is more of a showcase than anything. And it, it worked good for the two years that we've had it. Uh, this year, because we're changing venues and the date uh, schedule that we had, we had to put it off to March of 2016. And it's going to be at Henry, Henry College, and they're going to be a, a big participant with us on this from now on, so that's really going to be a shot in the arm for us. Sure, okay. Uh, so we just didn't have time to get it set to the caliber that we'd had it before, so mm-hmm. we, didn't want to, we didn't want to step back, but we want to always go forward. So, uh, And all the bands, uh, it was just uh, within the last 10 days that we had made that decision, and uh, about two-thirds of the bands that I spoke with had already booked that date for next year, but we had to change the date, so... Well, it just made more sense to put it off to to win, but it's, it should be a huge event in sure. March of 2016. Okay, so it's a, a year year and a half or so away. Um, what for for our listeners? Tell me how they can find uh, find out about that. What's the website? It's uh, acousticuprising.com. Okay, and uh, we should be uh, uh, the week after Christmas. We should have all the pertinent information uploaded on that. We're still waiting on the exact date. We know the we know the ten day period that we can have it. We just got to figure out which two days that suits okay. everybody in the college can let us have the college. So right. as soon as that uh, uh, soon as that is dictated to us, uh, we're going we'll put all that information on the website. Okay, great. And your new CD, Going My Way. Tell me about that. Uh, that was another one of those that I was uh, started out was going to do a song demo. I hadn't had one out. To my last solo project was 2007, I believe. Oh, okay. So I well, I need to need to get some of my songs back out. So we're going to do 12 of my songs. But again, uh, when I got ready to start getting down to the final songs, uh, there's some other songs in different genres of music that I'd always... I wanted to try to record, so uh, caught the Mountain Road recording, so they wanted to just put half of yours and half of those, and mm-hmm. that would be a good thing. So okay. that's, that's the route I took on that one, and uh, it's pretty good. I was real thrilled. I got some great players on it. So. And tell me, who are some of the players playing with you on this? Well, Jeanette played the bass and sang some harmony vocals with me. Uh, Nicky Wright played the fiddle and sang the harmony. Uh, Chase Donner played the mandolin, and Jason Davis played the banjo, and I played the guitar. And uh, uh, that was we did it all like like that. All those stuff was done in two days. And, okay. And then they came back, and once I did some vocals, so they come back and did some harmony parts. So mm-hmm. it, it was fun. It was all live, and uh, like I say, except for some overdubs on the vocals, but the rest it was pretty much live. So we had a had a great time. I really enjoyed it. All great musicians and singers. And, we did it at Eastwood uh, Studios, Westwood Eastwood, King of Virginia, who's just a 
superb engineer. He got a great ear for music, and uh, yeah. he helped me out a lot. Okay. And it's uh, bluegrass folk? Is that is that what you call it? Uh, bluegrass folk feel? Is that what you call it? No, it's going my way. No, but I'm the the um, the the instrumentation, the the feel of the music, bluegrass folk Americana style. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's mainly mainly bluegrass. Uh, it's got some uh, a couple contemporary country songs that we we changed to bluegrass. Okay. Uh, I, I would say bluegrass, uh, bluegrass Americana, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bluegrass folk. That's probably folk probably better. Some of the songs on it. Yeah, okay. That's probably, that's probably a better word for it. And if people want to hear this CD and they want to f- get in touch with you, how can they find you on the web? Uh, I have a new, I finally got a website after all these years. <laughs> uh, my own website is johnnyhwilliams.com. Okay. Or they can go to mountainroadsrecordings.com. Okay. And then, and then Jeanette has a new website at JeanetteWilliams.com and it has a link to my website also. Okay, so three different ways they and, can find you. And we're also on Facebook, of course. And then uh, the the Acoustic Uprising site, tell me that one more time. It's uh, AcousticUprising.com. Okay. Well, and I have a Facebook page also on that. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Johnny. I appreciate the time, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you in the future and and hearing your new CD again. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate you taking time to do this for me. Yes, sir. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD 85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 Gambler. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts 
or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.